Josh. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. As usual, it's myself and Mickey Quinn. <laughs> There's nobody ever coming off. Mickey Quinn, really, full name. Uh... Full name, just in case people don't know, you know. Uh, but just as you know, the usual, we will get more guests on, but people are loving the podcast late and we're loving the flow, so we're trying to keep it as natural as possible. Now, Mickey doesn't really have a topic this week, so as usual, I'm having to save the ship from sinking. So the initial topic that I want to actually talk about is I think, I know this sounds odd, but I was listening to something there now recently and I think it's very interesting is how much self-worth do you think people deprive from other people? Like how much do you think self-worth in most individuals isn't actually from self and it's more so given to be based on status, money, what their girlfriend or boyfriend looks like, where they are in their, their career, their role in society like generally people say like you define yourself worth i feel like a lot of people include me for a long time period and maybe yourself included or at stages in your life your self-worth isn't actually dictated by yourself you're letting your self-worth be dictated by others does that make sense yeah i think i think a lot of people think they dictate their own self-worth but when they actually really have to look at it or they're forced to look at it they realize that they 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 find their self-worth and say like what other people think or their or their roles or their jobs or you know their identity you know say someone's like like really good at football some or someone's really good at art and they find their you know everybody go i know they're kind of known for that and someone's like oh fair play to your class at this and like you know you keep hearing it all your life and you're kind of famous for it or you're known yep. for it and then you realize that you're you're kind of say if it's something like especially people find when they're younger and then they move on say like you know underage sports or or you know whatever and then when they're a bit older they struggle with that because they don't they fit they thought that that was what they were you know, do you ever do you ever get that? Like you always get it. You you you'll, you'd notice it from when you were a student. You get the the boys and girls that come into uni, and they're like almost, they're almost already kind of half known when they're eighteen years old. You go, oh, they just won the McCrory Cup, or that girl, you know, she does a bit of modelling, or she does this and that. And then as you get a wee bit older, you kind of move on to things, and your life moves on a bit, and then you realise, fuck, remember when I and it's bad they said they kind of go or she used to be somebody or he used to be somebody hit that ah it's fucking it's fucking really it's it's bad like it's but they're like because they they associated their self-worth with that single thing that they were really 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 good at you know when they were younger because that's what they were known as and that's kind of all they kind of you know that's all they kind of needed back I, then because nobody have, you know nobody really looked at anything else yeah, I have a similar experience that draws to mind, and it's actually whenever I was leaving the fire service, and I always remember the main str- one of the main struggles with me leaving it was the fact that people look up to a firefighter and people want to spit on a PT half the time, in my opinion, because it looks like they're going to try and ride your girlfriend. Uh, Especially, we're talking about go back three years, like there was a lot of scandals floating about with PTs and stuff, and. For me, it was that sense of like I remember getting introduced to somebody's parents and like them being like, "Oh, this is Tony's a firefighter," and it was like, "Holy fuck, red carpet out!" That's so ins- that's so brave. They brought in the so- the brother and all, and it was like it was like, "Holy fuck!" And then I remember getting introduced to people similar sort of situation. This is Tony, uh, like he, he's a PT, and I was sort of like, "All right, good lad, get a real job." It was sort of like as in like that's your. Sh- it's just. And I struggle with the identity shift of feeling like a pillar to society and somebody that's like locked up, locked up to, to then choosing a path to follow. And that was one of the main reasons I really struggle with firefighting yeah. was I was letting others determine what's a good career, what's a good path. And the more I think about it now as well, I wanted to sort of tell myself I was a good person by firefighting. And yes, I loved it. And I've done it for myself as well as others. But I think a lot of people get their their morals and their success defined by when you're younger. Like I, I know that you get like I was listening to something earlier in the week and it really hit home and it was like you your being bad is completely determined by what you're taught. You're taught at a young age that for being successful in any area you get clapped on. Like think about the first time you walked, your mom and dad probably clapped, cheered, there's like holy fuck. Think about whenever you fall, the yes to pick you up, but there's no clapping. So then you're you're predispositioned that you need to be a success in every area of your life and praise is a good thing. Whereas 
praise is just praise. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's it's completely yeah. you know, just categorize that as good. And it was the same with me with firefighting. I assume that because people said it was good, that it was the right choice for me. It was the right thing to do, even though internally it felt like I had passed the time period and I was ready to move. And I think, as you said, there you, your identity shifts to that. No, no longer are you Tony McAlevey, just 23 year old. You're Tony the firefighter. So then when you leave that, you know, you're Tony the coach. And then you're, you're and then, for example, a lot of women will know this when they're older or men. Whenever they have their first child, they no longer become, like my dad says, like whenever, my mom's a really good example too. They talk about this. They say that whenever they had Sean and me, they went from being like, partners to parents there's a very big difference your identity yeah. completely shifts and mom, my mum went from being olive to mum for everybody dad went from being ian to dad for everyone and your identity then evolves into that and you pick up your roles and you assume that that's just what you have to follow and that's your new core beliefs does that make sense yeah 100 percent. yeah it's it's interesting because i'd say throughout life we will go through these and most people will and yeah, well, I get it with DJ already. Like people, like I remember, I remember someone coming up to me. This is years ago. I walked past someone, and I like, seen them double check, and that like this is nothing. Like and seen them double check, and the girl <laughs> goes to me. She came, like I kind of was. I was. I remember I was on the shop at Enniskillen, and kind of went down the aisle, went up the aisle, and then she realized that I caught her double checking, and she goes. I didn't mean to double check you there and I was like no you're fine and she goes I just in my head you didn't exist anywhere else other than a DJ box because she goes that's the only place that's the only place I've ever seen you she goes it was and that's what I always just associate with you there was it was a nightclub in Enskill at the time called The Bush and she goes I just always associate you standing that same place and I remember thinking like oh like I do and back then I wasn't actually DJing that many other places a few here and there but I was like I do exist outside that nightclub and she was like yeah but I just never seen you like I've seen you in that nightclub every Wednesday and Saturday for like two years Yeah, and she goes it's just like I was shocked in my system that I always associate you with standing in that exact same place and she goes I'm so embarrassed and I was like no you actually have a point like there is you know but I get that a lot where people only associate me with DJ and people you know yeah, well, you have DJ after your fucking your your Maggie went DJ on Instagram. You know, like I have, I may as well have some Maggie fitness and a thing like it's a very interesting dynamic because I think people will start to almost put themselves into roles. And one thing that I was chatting to my ones about recently when we were away there was I was saying and this I get quite heavy with conversations at time because I'm so curious about as time moves and how to learn and learn off others that are doing things right now necessarily see when people say things right or success people obviously think money but raising a family is a very important part being happy being content being as I said the other week it's not really happiness it's more contentment knowing and you can learn from others that have lived a more full life because they'll, they'll yeah. know where they went wrong they know where they went right and I ask them and go like how you are when you're single versus married to how you're a parent you have to change as a person and the people that do struggle the most are usually people that try and fulfill a role with the same characteristics the same traits that they did prior so when you're coming to university to be successful in your career you can't have it the habits the routines the thought processes or carry on the same as you did in uni if you're looking to progress very fast in your career if you want to still have fun and fuck about you can yeah. but as you move forward and then whenever you're 28 if you're looking to settle down and you get a partner you can't act like somebody that's so career driven you can't act like there's, there's you have to change yeah as time it's like what brings you i always say to people like i'm coaching or we're talking about now say like what brings you from zero to five thousand pound a month in coaching won't bring you from five to ten thousand from ten thousand to twenty every level requires a different variation of you it's like turning amateur to semi-pro to pro you might focus on just your golf swing or for the for amateur then you might focus on you know, smaller details with semi-pro and then whenever you're a pro you might have to do what tiger woods done and i don't know if many of you know this but he had to break down his entire golf swing from scratch whenever he whenever he to go from number two or three to number one like it required him to relearn everything he couldn't just keep chipping away the only way he could master it was his golf swing was off and he had to relearn and not even thinking about that he had to come the whole way back down the mountain and play shitter to then go further and I think that in itself really emphasizes where a lot of people will reach points in their life and there'll be somebody that connects with us you can't what put you in a hole or what brought you to this place won't bring you through the next and it's very interesting it's like you get different keys 
for different doors in your life. It's a very, it's a very thought-provoking conversation I have with uh, my family there during the week, and it's hard because you you don't realize it until maybe something goes wrong well, or until maybe... you question it. You don't realize it until you're forced to question it, and I think that's where where the issue is. As you said, it's you could have been living that same thing for years and years and years until <clears throat> you're forced to question it, and then you realize that you've got your know the value yourself value yourself worth put in the wrong places um, exactly you no know, and like it's not as if you don't have you, you could have just all the self-worth in the world you just have it aligned wrong that's the other thing you know it doesn't mean that you don't have it you know you don't have to freak out and go fuck i'm worthless or you know whatever it's just you have it in the wrong alignment you know you've you've put it in the wrong place you see a lot of people like a lot of girls who are like oh i put myself worth in the love of a man or i put myself worth in the love of other people there's nothing wrong with doing that if the person brings you like extra you know if the person you bring into your life the person you've chosen to bring into your life brings you brings you more love and brings more happiness into your life that's okay to align some of your self-worth into that because that's why you pick a partner and that's why you pick somebody to spend time with because they add to whatever you've already had but some people yeah. get some people gets hurt or somebody who's been hurt in the past go the opposite to a very like negative way of going i will never put my self-worth into anyone else ever again which in my opinion isn't a good thing either i think that the right people will add, will always add the bad people will always neglect and take take away and they'll always be a negative whereas if you have someone that's good and you have someone good in your life don't hold don't don't hold back just by going no i said i'll never put my worth into someone else ever again you know yeah. there's time and a place where if you have something good Embrace them open arms. If they if they make you feel better about yourself, they make you feel better in life. They just make you feel better in general. I think that's a good that's a good thing. It's you know there's it's we if you if if you become sort of the only thing you have positive in your life is that person. That's not that person's fault. That's your fault as well. Yes, you know, but that's that's a total that's a total different issue but don't i think too many people now are, are you know they're starting to be like i have to be this independent king i have to be this independent queen well no you don't you're just you made a mistake or you made multiple mistakes multiple errors and now you're thinking oh i have to do everything on your own well no you just have to learn from your mistakes and don't do it again it's not it yeah. doesn't mean you know you had the right you had the right idea you just had the wrong person <laughs> you know it's yeah it's, it's one of the things where like that happens a lot in family dynamics i find like we had a lot of issues in the, like personal or family like they look we appear very happy on instagram don't get me wrong we are but we fucking we had real issues whenever i was in like puberty or sean was in puberty like mom and dad there was real like there were stages where like i'd say like we were on breaking point as a family in terms of like everybody so it's one of the things where as well as people go through changes sometimes people need pain to change and i also believe that over time periods as you're as you're saying there it's like will smith always said this he was years ago before all in ludicrous and he always said that your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone you can't dictate your self-worth or your happiness on another individual's views or them being with you or your family because yeah. you, you could have a shit family life but then you've got a great social life you could have a shit social life but a great family life you could have a great body but you could have a shit joint you, you could be I don't, there's so many good and bad and the thing is you have to take responsibility for where you are, where your downsides are, where your upsides are, and then you have the power to change that. Like, I, I really do believe you can change your thought process. And, like, neuroplasticity, like, it shows that if you constantly rejig your brain. So, for every one negative thought, if you think of nine things you're grateful for, it's shown that over time you will just naturally start to think of the positives. It's like I was saying, I always think of, like, how could this be worse? So, it flips my mind. And now, now it's like second nature when something bad happens to me that I'm automatically almost grateful that it's not something worse so that just makes my life completely more content it's just 
it's been something that I've been working on in every area with journals, with walks, with podcasts. And for you as an individual, you need to realize as well, I think this is a very important thing. A lot of people don't pause and reflect and think, where am I being a dick? Where am I not? And see, a lot of the time, the reason you're being a dick to others is because you're neglecting yourself first. And I'm not talking about hit the gym, bro. I'm talking about when's the last time you sat down and you went, right, what am I doing that is really fucking causing me issues, right? I'm not paying attention. Like, I'm not, right, this is frustrating me, right? How can I fix that? How yeah. can I take followers? But even if you're like, this is their fault, they, say you and your partner are fighting or you and your family, how can you turn around and go, I'm just going to take the full blame for this and how can I fix it then? And then when you outwork that, you outwork the self-doubt that you have, you will end up in a far better place in every area of your life. And it's something that I'm very, very determined on. Don't get me wrong, if somebody in your relationship is treating you like shit, you can't make it fully right. But at the same time, you making sure you put in your full work, make sure that you can go to sleep and you know that you're a good person, you know that you're putting in work and that at the end of the day, you can turn around and go, you know what, I put my all in that and then you can hold your hands up high because I feel like a lot of men, maybe women as well, nowadays are lacking. Like it's something I wrote on my whiteboard a long time ago now around, I wrote it around about November, December and it's really, really key for me, actually maybe slightly before. And I wrote like, a, not a code of ethics, but I wrote key things that I want to be and it's have integrity, be honest, be hardworking, have the difficult conversations, learn and it's one of these things where, and I wrote, I also wrote, don't be stubborn. So in other words, allow my mind to be changed on a topic because that would be a real downside to me. And it's, how can I re-emphasize these? And it's, it's it's small things like this where you write that down, you visualize it and you go, right, where have I fallen down? How can I not fall down again? And even with that happiness thing, as you were saying, with the dependence of this, you can be far, don't get me wrong, you can be really, really happy as an individual and that's absolutely fine. You don't need somebody else to make you happier. But two happy people come together in a relationship or a family situation makes everything better. I know this because I've been in the way and I've been super happy by myself. But then whenever I'm in holidays with my ones in Spain, it's the little things with them that bring me more joy than with by by myself. And it's one of the things where uh, Naval Ravikant always says it, and I think it's a really good quote, is if you cannot be happy with a cup of coffee, you won't be happy with a yacht. And that is so fucking key because if you can't appreciate the little things in yourself and other people and don't be so hard on yourself but work on yourself and take that time to reflect and take it weekly like i just took a walk before this podcast right what went well what went poor what went bad what why and then five six things i'm grateful for in my head and think right how am i going to improve this week what am i looking forward to what is going to make me fill my cup for others because a lot of the time you feel like you're filling your cup, but you're losing it in the fucking shit on Instagram or TikTok, which I personally think TikTok is the ruination of our generation today, 100%. You can already see it coming through. I've been, don't get me wrong, I create, I will not consume in that at all. It is not good. There's there's always been ways, it's made to be addictive, and it's one of these things where that is the, the, the cesspool of where you can fall into if you're not careful with your time and your energy and looking after your head and your mental space. And I've been there. I'm sure you have too, Mickey, where you open a TikTok and oh, fucking yeah. an Argos and Argos and you're like, what did I get from that? And that is not how you want to spend your life. But people are picking up addictions and habits without even realizing it. Like I used to bite my nails all the time and then I, re- I copped it on like six months ago and I was like, why do I bite my nails? Right. I'm a wee bit stressed, right? Well, what can I do instead of biting my nails when I'm stressed? So, see when I'm stressed now, I go outside, have a cup of tea, peppermint for five minutes, I don't bite my nails. So, if I ever see myself going for my nails now, I just swap it around for a cup of tea. And the thing is, I know for the first time in my life, don't bite my nails. And you can you can always change your response. You can't change the trigger. Like, yeah, oh, you, yeah were, you can't. You can never change the trigger. That I think that's why some people get into issues. They try to change the trigger or they get obsessed with minimizing yes. the trigger rather than just change the outcome first you know so if, if if you get a wee bit stressed and if the stress is causing you to bite your nails okay first of all it's hard it's easier to not bite your nails than it is to get stressed so stop biting your nails you know find a find a find a coping mechanism in that way because you know any part you no know, people want to be the word like gurus and people and you know all these people that tell you how to minimize stress in modern society there's no way to minimize stress really it's stress is going to hit you it's it's you know the long and short of it it's going to fucking catch up at some stage it'll get you um you just have to work out how to deal with it a wee bit better and the better you are with dealing with it the stress will always be there but the the thing you know the the 
the stress that would have put you over the edge six months ago mightn't even put a blip on you now you can deal with it better that's that's another thing I think people well, I was I was at a wellness event yesterday I was DJing on it um, Trisha Transformations was talking uh, Lisa the relationship coach was talking but Sean Doherty was doing breath work uh, Terry McKinney the conscious coach was hosting it I know Terry very well she was talking as well and it's the same thing they were kind of saying like you don't always have to get all the answers I know everybody's searching for the answers but you know sometimes that search can make people stressed you know do you know people would like ask your opinion on someone Tony or ask you for the answer and someone you're like I can give you the answer but it mightn't be the answer you're looking you know, I think people get very like they consume that much they consume that much like content and stuff about trying to be a better person that they get almost obsessed of it almost you know they're they're kind of like they're just yearning to be better but then when they don't get they don't start becoming better they start to get stressed about it you know because a lot of a lot of time it comes into actually you know implement implementation is more important than consumption Oh fucking fact! Like uh, it's it, it's it's a what's the best way? An imperfect plan executed now is better than a perfect plan never executed. Yeah. Like that idea of that you're going to be a good podcaster, you're going to hit the right time. The market's oversaturated. All this bullshit. The only reason that I am where I'm, I'm in no way, shape, or form. I'm still a small, small fry in this big, big pond. But the only reason that I have somewhat got a decent level of Joe success in a couple areas, Joe property, fitness, whatever you want to call it, is because I started before others and worked hard. That is it. Yeah. It's not a case of I you like work other people and you start as soon as possible. If you start later than others, you have to work them to take their spot their spot. That's pretty much it. And you might think, well, oh, well, I can't do that. I don't know why working full time in the fire service anyone can and yes as you were saying there there is a lot of stress and like everything has to be done perfect but for me that quote of like I work yourself doubt I think Alex Ramosi says it that is the key because the only thing you can control is how hard you actually work and the problem is most people are going I'm working hard but their screen time is eight hours they yeah. get up late they hit the fucking snooze clock every day and don't get me wrong I've hit snooze Mickey said snooze but whenever you realize what you want more, and the thing is a lot of people are setting themselves goals or they're seeing these expectations of like, for example, like me turn around and go, look, I'm financially free. I don't have to work. And they're going, fuck, I want that. And then they set the alarm early to get up and grind. And then they hit snooze and they feel like a fucking failure. You're not, I would have been the exact same. But the difference is over the long haul, you need to not hit it as many times as somebody that's not going to do well so you think about how is that person operating like i would never hit it now you have to operate like that if you want to be there and it's one of the things where i do believe you will stress and you will beat yourself up and there is a downside to this because if you are listening to this podcast you're probably a little bit in the self-development a little bit of fitness you're always going to be super critical of yourself but there's a difference in being super critical to a point where you want to pick up things that you can improve on and then there's a difference when you're improving on them if you're picking the same thing over and over again and it's not changing you're beating yourself up for it you're not self-critical you're an idiot because you're just beating yourself up and i'm being dead straight i've done this for a long time i was like i need to get up at six and five in the morning because that's what i need to do and for a long time i used to get up like half seven eight and i used to beat myself up and be like fuck me i've lost that all the day and you're starting the day in a negative tone and it's not the way you want to live your life you have to be enjoy each day as it is and enjoy the process and if the whole time you're beating yourself up you're affecting your own self-worth and this relates back to the idea that you need to remember that how you speak to yourself is how you're going to fuck up if you're standing in the mirror every day picking yourself apart oh i've got wrinkles in my forehead i'm five foot fuck all i'm x i've got a cauliflower ear. i'm picking out all the faults how the fuck am i ever going to think i'm worthy whereas if you look at yourself and you go Right, what is the first thing? And you see one negative, you need to pick out five positives. And you might find that really difficult. And people go, oh, self-love. It's not self-love, it's self-acceptance. Yeah, that's it, it, I was about to say that. My 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 favorite, probably my one of my favorite ever quotes is the the A. Don't piss in the snow. Do you know this this quote? Uh, the A, it's like their prayer. It's like, God, grant me the serenity to know the things I can't change. Or no, I'm going to butcher this because I haven't fucking done this it. A prayer. I'm going to like, God, grant me the wisdom. No, fuck, fuck, I got fuck. it here. I got it here for you. 
you read out to me in like a real quote. It's a I mean, I would God actually, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is exactly it. People are beating themselves up for things they cannot change. Yeah. You cannot change your height. You I cannot change where you're born, your yep. fucking skin color. You, But the thing is, you can change a lot about you. So don't beat yourself up for anything you can't. You can beat yourself up for things you can. But the problem is then you need to look at it and go, right, why am I not changing? Why am I not focusing on this? And for me, that self-worth is very, very important because the only way you build your self-worth is by having, as that Alex Ramosi says, is having an undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are and you will do what you say. If you say you're going to get up for 7 a.m. and you don't get up, you're literally telling yourself you're a liar, you're used. If you get, it doesn't matter, just get up. Or if you say you're going to go to the gym, it doesn't matter how you feel, you will always just build that muscle and you're either constantly building yourself up or you're breaking yourself down. And that yeah. is just the reality of life. And you are the controller of your own intuition. Like, how you feel like I feel like and this is me straight making like I'm sure you know this like immediately I mean you talk about doing something like there's no doubt like that it'll work like there's no doubt that yes it might take a, it took us a year probably a decent tractor in the podcast I'm really picking up pace to like a level we're both okay with now and even at that we're wanting more but there's no like oh this isn't gonna work it's just a case of you stick the hands in you work hard doesn't work you work harder there's no doubt that this is the wrong thing because there's nobody knows what they're at and a really key factor is and i've learned this especially as i've moved up and i've been talking to people and there's no up or down but in terms of income in terms of financials but it is morons and i heard this in chris wills it is idiots the full way up no matter i know people who are making a large amount of money I don't want it to like obscene amounts and I just want you to understand that they're walking around three four hundred grand watches right and I just want you to understand they are no different it's idiots the whole way up the difference is the work ethic yeah well everybody everybody knows like or have heard the story or there's been like a a footballer's played for like their favourite football team or something that has all the talent in the world but zero work ethic and oh yeah, and they, they, you'd pull your fucking hair out and go, Jesus, no! But they show wee glimpses of it every so often. So then they get a big transfer somewhere, or they get the big wage packet, and then they're like, Why can he not do it every week? And they go, It comes down to his work ethic. He hasn't got the work ethic. He hasn't got. They never had the work ethic. And that that's most things in life will all will always come down to work ethic. No, you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't apply it, nobody will ever know. You know, you could have all the best ideas, but if you never execute, what's the point in ideas? You know, if you don't like, you, if you if you have a passion for someone and you couple that passion with with a work ethic and just a, a good honest output, you, know, you can you can change the world. There, it's you no. Know, Joey Diaz talks about it like of all people, a fucking comic. Like he, like he talks about it. You don't, you don't, you just need three good friends, and you could take over a city. Like, you don't you know. You just need three people that believe in you. You don't need the mad financial backing. You don't need angel capital. You don't need this. It it helps, but sooner or later it'll come. But it has to start with you doing actions. You know, you, I mean, like how many people listening to this right now has class ideas for businesses? And they've had the ideas went around their head. They've did a wee bit of work. They may have a name. They may have sourced stuff. They may have sourced materials. They may have done different things. And that, they have never went further. And they put it in the shelf for another three months or a year. And then they see a similar product somewhere else. And it, Jesus, I need to do that. And they go back to it. And then they put it in the shelf again. And then they go back to it and they put it in the shelf again. And every time they see a product similar, it annoys them that that person's further down the line than you. Doesn't mean they're better. Just means they're further down the line. Everybody's line's different. Uh, that's it. Everybody's line's different. Yo, that person or that that product or that thing you see, they could have been working on that twice as long as you. And they could have went through all the same steps as you did and shelved it 20 times. But then they made that actionable thing. Well, they went, fucking no, let's get it out on the market. But that's that's the difference, you know. It's it's just making them moves and you know making the big actions and being forced into the big actions. Sometimes it's good to force yourself in the big actions. That's why having a business coach 
or a business mentor who actually forces you to do stuff or stops you from holding back. So some people hold back and they have all these ideas and they're if you have a good business coach, I think sometimes they can get you to maybe make the decisions a lot quicker. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a game of speed. I feel like this is one of the key points where I highlight like a lot of people know what they need to do. They just need to pay somebody because they value money and they'll actually implement them. Like a lot of people know what they need to do to get into shape. But the reason I still will always have coaching business, even though you know it's results and everybody wants, is because for somebody to stick to something, sometimes you need to have money. Like really good example is if I sit down a really nice cake in front of you, Mickey, and I go to you, don't eat that. Right, that's terrible. But if I go to you, you give me oh, 200 pounds at the start of the day and go, anything that you sit down for me, I'll not eat. And I set a cake to you, gave me the 200 quid. There's more incentive. It's the exact same as me paying you back. You don't want to waste money because what you do is you trade your most precious asset for money. You trade time for money. So that is why people value it so much because you could be sitting scratching your whole whatever you want to do with your time, but you have to work to get money and then you're trading that for accountability. And for me, that was probably the biggest difference. I remember my first mentor, it was a year up front. It was a large payment. It worked out almost half my yearly salary for fucking the fire service, which was nuts. And I never, like, I, I knew everything. See, when he was telling me, I, not that I knew it all, but I, I sort of knew parts of it. And what he, what he said was, it was just like a case of, well, I paid, you know, I have no choice but to listen to this because I've already reinvested. I backed myself to do it. So when you back yourself like that, it shows you self you're fighting yourself out with almost the case of putting your best foot forward and going no matter what happens and going with this and that's where that hop, that's where that really is key and i do feel like you have to you have to lean in a lot of the time even on anything it's like even your relationships family it's that case of backing yourself and then almost doing it to an extent of where you're really going after like for example we went on trips before where we killed each other like i remember our last family not our last family holiday before i brought us away on a family holiday i remember we fucking not killed each other but it was a tough tough time period i was quite young for like 16 sean was like 20 maybe so like in that stage where like you're still picking at each other and a nightmare and families had issues with parents and stuff so we were and I remember being like, right, well, I had 23 or so, and I was like, I'm going to take everybody away. And I was thinking, fuck, you know, this could be a disaster. This could just be a week I'm paying for, it and it's going to, everything. And I, I goes, no, fuck, I'm going to pay for it. And you might think, oh, well, of course you're paying for it, and Joe, that's a trip, and everybody's going to be happy. But you, different scenario once you're there and you're in the moment. And Joe, you know one or two blips here or there, but the overall was great, and it's because I backed how it would work. Whereas if you don't back the experience, you'll back pushing yourself there. You don't lean in in certain areas because of what might happen. You're always going to be a shoulda, coulda, woulda, and you're going to be fuck all in every area of your life. And I feel like that is the main thing. There's this self-doubt. It's not just back self-worth. It's this self-doubt that people have that really fries me. It's like, there's no difference between me, you, fucking anyone doing well. It's literally just start and work and it'll stick at it. And you may think, I don't have the motivation, I don't have the work ethic. Everybody has the same. The difference is you might value something. You might value sitting on TikTok scrolling more than you do actually earning X or spending time with your family. That's fine. But you need to realize that them decisions, you're still making them. You're like, oh, I'm addicted of this. That You're making the decision. Take responsibility for it. Take responsibility for how you feel about yourself. Don't pad off to like for example, it's very easy for me to turn into downward spiral whenever I got bullied in secondary school primary and go, I was picked on and trying a hard time and I had a hard time with women when I was sixteen and uh, no, 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 no. Victim mentality is gonna get you fucking nowhere at all. I've been there. And when you pick yourself up, dust yourself up and say, I am taking this all as it's my fault, because you can be like, Well, how was it my fault? I was picked on whenever I was I was bullied. Maybe I was too sensitive. Maybe Joe I shouldn't have took it. Maybe it wasn't even being picked on. Maybe it's just my perception. Joe, you all of a sudden are saying, oh, well, this woman's giving me a hard time at work. Well, maybe her husband's got cancer. Joe, maybe her dad just died. And the thing is, you're taking it that it's specifically on you and it's affecting your self-work. But when you flick the script, even if it's not true, you flick the script for your own self-work, your own self-thought process, and you're changing where you're going. And you really do in life have a couple of options. And if you're not going the way you want, it's really key that you put the car in the fucking park, reverse a little bit, sit, think what's just going fucking well and what is not. I'm right. How am I going to change? It's not, oh, I should have cut in the fucking blue moon. I hate this fucking law of attraction shit. We went over before where people just wish for a million pound and you just have to hope for it. You have to get your hands, roll up your sleeves, Get your hands to fucking work and you'll get it. And the thing is, 
you can eventually dial off. If you lean in hard enough, the realize that the more you lean in with something, you can dial back. Like if you've been neglecting your relationship for three years, it's going to take a lot of work to get that back to where it needs to go. Yeah. But then you can dial back down to balance. Same as your physique. If you're fat as fuck and this may be in straight and you want to get shredded, you're going to have to restrict. You're going to have to lean in if you want it in a decent time frame. And then you can go to balance because the scales have been one-sided for so long. It's the same with me and my career, my, my finance side of things. It's been so one-sided for so long that now I'm almost over-leaning to the other side of self-fulfillment, yeah. not long-term gratification, more short-term stuff, because it's been so one-sided for so long, now I can balance it up. Yeah. And that is the key to like that. There's no, you're, you're constantly in the shift of, you're always trying to get balance, but you're never going to have it. It's always going to be slightly one-sided than the other. It's like the top analogy I always use, Mickey. I've went a wee bit of a tangent there, but I feel like that was fucking it was good. good. No, it was, it was just what I was... I didn't realise it was on the Tony Magalieve experience. <laughs> but that was good. Like, it, But it was, I was about to just say... Like, as you said, you're leaning in. And, like... Like that's what I, at the minute with my coach I'm in the lean in phase because for so long I neglected and it's the same as like business you could be in the lean in phase we talked about it like last in the in the live podcast about zombie mode if you realize you're in that phase that's okay I think when we and Tony talked about it we didn't realize we 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 were in that deep for that long that we didn't realize we were in anymore we just thought yes. that was life that was it that was what it was you know this is when you were in a push phase we were pushing 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 but that push phase just became normal life it's like if someone goes to you, you yes. like like yes. bodybuilding prep they go i'm going into prep now for 30 weeks that's a number and that has got an end that end is that stage right if you say to someone oh i'm going to push the business for the next six months that six months normally runs on the 9, 10, 11, 12, can run on for two years. It's okay to go into these like really real bear down lean in phases if there's a cement end date. Now you can go balls to the wall, explain to your girlfriend, explain to your husband, explain to your wife and go see for the next six months. It's a chance I'm going to be a wee bit of a fucking misery here. Caught in monk mode, don't they? Monk mode, I dark mode. Yeah, I, I, I really I really do rate that. And I think we've yeah. been pictured like it's a bad thing. Like, wait, don't get me wrong. Zombie mode, if you realize it, or ghost mode, or monk mode. If you, you, use, if you it. use it for your benefit and um, you explain yeah. to your loved ones, this is what I have to do. No, this, if I can bear down for six months and I can change the outlook for this family for the rest of our lives. No, it's different. Like, if now if you want to get shredded, now that's, that's, that's a, a very personal thing. But say if it's a business and you're in business mode, say you're thinking of like, like I know there's there's people listening here that's got got businesses and they've got different businesses and they're thinking of expansion. And they're like, so for the next six months, if I bury my head and I put my life and soul into this job for six months, I'll give it six months. And if if you come with me on this journey, this will change the outlook of our family for the rest of our lives. But for this six months, I need you to support me. I need you to support me through the good times, the bad times, the grumpy times, the not seeing me. But I promise you, if I, I can get this six months and I've got the belief in this thing, I'll change the I'll change our family will be better for the rest of our lives. And it's, yes. a, it's generational. Kids, kids, well, you know, we can change the game. Necessarily, like to an extent, that's the way my ones were. And I think a lot of people would be like, oh, my partner won't support me in this. And like, see, the first time I sort of was getting in everything, I was going full tilt. My ones weren't, like, they were supportive to an extent, but, like, my ones have gotten more supportive because yeah. as as I've done well, I've, I reward. So, like, I'm very, very straightforward. It's not reward. It's a trade-off. Like, for example, like... But it's I also not a phase. You're, yeah, yeah, you're, exactly. It's not a phase for you. A lot of people, like, at the start when you when you were kind of... You were in your family, probably at the start when I was going through a phase, and then they realize, oh... And then, as you said about the food thing at the start, remember the thing about the food? And then it turns out that it wasn't a phase. But a lot of people, a lot of families will go, oh, they're going through a phase. Like, like many people's had like a sister or, or a brother or family member that be vegetarian or vegan for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. No, but there's a difference between a phase and there's a difference between something that, you no, know, it's a long-term game. 
But like we, I got a lot of messages about that zombie mode. Like a lot of people messaged me. Some messaged you as well, Tony. Um, and people were saying they didn't realize they were in it. And so yeah. a person, a person texts and says they're in it now. And it was like a coming of God moment where like fuck, <laughs> I'm in that zombie mode. That's just described the way I am at the minute. But as I said to the person, once you realize or know how to harness that zombie mode or ghost mode or dark mode, can be for work too. It doesn't have to be for work, but it can be a relationship or anything. It can be a very powerful thing if you know how to harness it and you know how to use it. That makes it work for you, because the opposite of that there is someone who's got a very bad work ethic. Like, like I, I have so many of my friends are the like smartest people that I've ever met, and they have zero work ethic, and they look at me like I'm an alien, spinning a hundred plates at a time, and they don't know like, and these people are a million times smarter than me. And they're doing very well in their life, but they just like they look at me and go, "Fuck, I don't know how you do that." But I look at them and go, "I don't know how you, you know, how you do you know stuff yourself." They're just they're they're just they're borderline geniuses. Like. It's a gift and a curse because if you're a predisposition where you're extremely intelligent or you were born wealthy, it bec- it, it comes with real plus sides, but it comes with real downsides. And the yeah. problem is. You don't realize it. Like, really good example is most people that are born into wealth don't value money, no. and as a result, struggle to then find their own self worth, their own achievement, their own actual maybe business or career driven because they've always had that. Whereas you come from a low income family, you appreciate money, you can manage money. So there's real pros to that as well. Yeah. Like everything in life, it's it's all perception. That's why like people are like, oh, like he got a car when he was seventeen, but then as you age, you maybe realize right, well. That individual is definitely. I know him. Even if he's not just as happy anymore when he's turning thirty, because his life hasn't been a, hasn't been what it's been cushy. And um, when a life is so cushy, it's never got anything to move you forward. And I do feel like the more friction and the more shit that you get thrown at you, the better individual that you come at. And the the, the real process of life, the real sort of testament to life and what you should be is, it's not to arrive at the end cushy. It's to go to live in the ups, the downs, feel it all, not be happy all the time, feel the lows, because without the lows, you can't enjoy the highs. And it's it's definitely one of these things, even with the monk mode, I do thoroughly believe that, like, if you can get in the flow, if you can get your, you will build your self-worth on your work ethic, because that is what mine is completely built, because I know that I can back myself in any area, because all you need is to work. And the thing is, anybody can do it you may not feel like you have the discipline you can do it over time it's just one of them things and i love that like hard work pays off like i love that mentality because it is just one of them simple things no matter how gifted an individual is it's always just the the reps the time period the ten thousand hour rule and that's the reason why like the podcasts are getting better now because we're more in flow we don't interrupt each other as much we're doing more lives we're putting in more effort we're we're finding what works in it, but you don't figure that out through one or two hours. Like we're on 160 odd episodes, so 160, 70 hours in. Yeah. Like we're still only learning the game. And you'll notice that by when we hit 400, 300, whatever time period we go to, whenever Mickey finally releases me from this prison. Uh, he's under, he's will, under contract. Under contract. I lose, I lose everything. But you do get that uh, idea. And the problem is it's just rehearsing that to yourself. Just like, it's very easy to get wrapped up on like right what's going on this week right i need to go shop and i need to food prep i need to but what is the most important thing for you and like for me last week i was taking my ones away to the college this week i'm going skiing now you can't go on holidays all the time but the following week it'll maybe be a cup of coffee with dad on a sunday it's pinpointing what you want your life to look like because otherwise you're going to build your self-worth off self-validation from others and focus on things that don't matter at the end of the day because i think if you ever read the the studies and the research around what people's biggest regrets are on their deathbed one of them is that they work too hard in their career now we're telling you to work hard but we mean work hard in every area we mean work hard to be a good boyfriend husband son daughter wife co-worker business partner be good to other people be a good person as I was saying to you, Mickey, and I even said in even Daly, Evan Daly's podcast, it's going to come out, my sort of New Year's sort of focus is not to be on being a great man, because that's what I feel like I've been striving towards. It's to be a good man. And I heard that on 
the Mike Tyson podcast with Terry Crews. It's like there's loads of great men doing great things. Lots of people are not good. They're not good. They're, they might be great on social media. Like David Goggins, like we were talking about, it's like Joe, great in certain areas, shit in others. You want to be an all-rounder to an extent so that you have the most well-balanced life because if you look at that study, they regret working so much, they regret not spending more time with their family and they regret work, trying to gather as much money as they can. There is other ones too, but they're the main thesis behind it. So you really think about that. And everybody knows that, yet we trade everything to try and get more status, more money, more fame. And it really, really doesn't build yourself work because I can tell you now, 100k Instagram followers have an X amount in your bank account, having a uh, seven figure property portfolio doesn't change how you see yourself in the mirror until you sit down and work on what the real insecurities, the real issues are. You're building yourself worth off material items, and then you don't end up owning your things. Your things end up owning you because you're building your ego and your status off them. And whenever you do that, you will be ripped down at some stage because when you're 40 and you're driving a Ferrari versus 20, you're just some old dude in a Ferrari. Well, you're not old, but like you say, you're 60, 70, 80. You, that you yourself worth being pinned on that Ferrari. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any difference and it shows that you're still it's just, there's still issues now don't get me wrong if you want to fraud I get it like I'd be all for that but it's you get where I'm coming from like you can't pin your self-worth off other validations material items success criteria it needs to be where you can sit down and go I've lived a life that is true to me and I feel like that is the main issue and we should probably dive into that like how do you know what is true like what do you, see that's based off your values and your morals and yeah. I think that's where like your code of ethics like I was saying there like having like a code of conduct that you're like, if I make it to the end of my days and I've been true to myself, I've lived with integrity. I've always had the difficult conversations. I've told the truth when I've not wanted to. I worked hard. I gave everything I could to my family and others. And I also put my soul, my body, my mind first and focused on me and what I really wanted. You start to get like an overwhelming sense of, right, well, what am I doing to move in these directions? What am I not? And then naturally you almost start shaping your life towards that because if you're spending all your time drinking and taking drugs on the weekend and you have that code you're like I'm literally going against what's going to make me feel fulfilled and naturally then your course starts to correct without even realizing it because you've literally done that whereas you don't stop and look on the map every once in a while you'll be going in the wrong direction that's happened to me that's happened to you yeah. and just remember the time periods even if you're in it for three years you might need to stop and look at the map and go right well this was right for three years but for where I want to go next am I the person I need to be or am I still at a reversion going on that same path? Do I need to change course? Do I need to change characteristics? Yeah. Your, your values should always remain the same. And that, yeah. that can be the the winning and losing. That's why some people, when they get a bit of fame and fortune and notoriety and they get no one, they change. They become a dick. And that's because their core values, they got, they got lost somewhere. Yeah, um, Austin, every, society, everybody, yeah. everybody, like people, it's Tell hard. Like, happened you, I'm sure, as well. Uh, yeah, it made it happen. Yeah, it did happen a wee short, wee short, a wee short time. Um, but I kind of I was aware it was happening and I said a few things and I was like, I should, I wouldn't have said that before. And I'm starting to believe my own shit. And I took myself, I poked myself down a couple of pegs. I didn't need anybody else to do it for me. No still the fucking goat like but um i did I, I knocked myself down a few pegs i said I, I remember just i remember saying something once that annoyed me that i said it um no the thing i said wasn't it was just it was just a business thing and i got sucked up into the game and yeah but yeah keep your it's, it comes down to morals and values and you know if, if you keep them the same doesn't matter if you're earning 10 pound an hour or 10 million an hour you, you often hear people going like he's always been the same guy fair play to him you know and you hear all somebody else <laughs> oh fuck he was a dick after after he won that competition or something you know if you want to have a change if you if you if you've lose values you'll you'll soon change but tony we're in episode 154 this is episode 154 154 weeks there you go fucking hell well there's a 154 hours of my life I'm never getting back but never getting back but I think a key thing is that we really do and we should do it at the start of the podcast please like share on your story subscribe it means a lot to us because we are going to start pushing this quite hard now I think we've agreed a bit more tougher more lives yeah we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a lot more lives because people like that studio one 
Um, yeah, the impact it's having, even even on the views and stuff, like the impact it's having on actual people that are watching it is the main thing. It's not about the views and the numbers. Like we don't give a fuck, yet. to be honest, about the views and numbers. It's, it's the it's, impact, it's, I, and it's the actual people. You know, the, sometimes you look at the views and go, like, in my like in my music streams, like they're just I, the music streams to me is just a number, right? It's just someone. It's just a listen, right? But for us, these listens are actually people and. A lot of the time, there are people that actually reach out to us, and they're people that we actually, or people we've never met. We may never meet them in our lives, but when they pop up, we say, "Oh, he's a listener to the podcast, or she's a listener to the podcast," because I recognise that name. And they'll say stuff to us. They'll say, "Oh, could you cover this? Could you cover that?" So that means that like the listens are actual people. So you know, be it it could help you, it could trigger something in your head, or you know, we don't like we're we're very analytic people, but we don't. You're just you're the way I'm saying is you're not just a viewing number to us. Like each of them numbers is an actual person, and it's a person that we are keen on helping. Not that we're not your guru or whatever, but we just the reason we did this at the start was because it was in the middle of lockdown and people were at a loose end, and we thought, right, if we can put one positive into someone's week, this is how we do it. And it's 154 weeks later, and we're still doing it. Well, I had somebody come up to me in the uh, the other week and said to me they were in a very, very dark place before Christmas. They got shared our podcast because somebody sent it on them and told them a lesson. And they told me that they don't know where they'd be right now if they hadn't heard us a couple of episodes back. Because I was, he said in particular, I was giving myself quite a lot of guff for doing quite poorly. But then I was picking myself up. I was working on it moving forward. And he just said, just, it just changed his perspective quite a lot because it was somebody he could actually physically see. Yeah, he knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a really nice because he said he was in a very dark place. And see, for me, that three years of podcasting to know that somebody merely could have fucking harmed themselves, yeah, was in a dark place. And we've helped. That's enough. Yeah, that 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 one conversation that that person had with me had the balls actually said to me made my week. And I was like, I you don't understand how much this means to me, and Mickey. You now this person will always remain nameless, but it's one of the things where for me that in itself is worth more than an episode going viral because that's really really changed that's not muck that is so so key so no look uh, we can't thank everybody enough we'll call it there because it's sunday as long as you're happy enough mickey and yeah 100 guys have a great out. have a great week and send us some ideas for topics that you like covered or even if there's a topic we've covered before, you want us to go even deeper because you know what? 154 weeks ago, we're, we're we're very different people. You know what I mean? Like even 100 weeks ago, we're very different people. And sometimes, you know, what we our opinions and stuff can change as well because we do mature. You know, we're not fully matured yet, us. So, and we are, we are always learning. So yeah, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, give us a shout. As always, you stay anonymous unless you ask not to be. Or here's another thing: if you have a business that's quite a different, something different, we're always looking for locations to do podcasts from. Something a bit different. So if you're listening to this, you have a business or you have something that you think you know what to be a bit cool. If the boys came into the podcast, give us a shout. We'll see if we can make it work. We we'll catch you again next time. How-